0: I bless the name of the Lord for another day in his presence. It's so good to have God starting off the day with us. For a couple of days right now, we have been considering a series, Overcoming the Lying Spirit. And yesterday, our brother took us through how, to what are the uh, consequences, the effect of overcoming, of, of the spirit of lying of spirit. It has an effect, and he runs us through the story of Joseph, And all that Potiphar wife put him through, and won't make her not to be relevant, even when God elevates Joseph. And that is exactly the same thing that the devil does to anyone that is under the captivity of lying spirits. He renders them useless. He takes them to a corner or to to a public show of shame. But one thing God has done for us as His children in this house is that the Lord has given us the Spirit of Truth. Which the Lord Himself has laid into our spirit, and we are operating in truth. Now, today we will be looking at how to obtain victory over lying spirits. Everything that the Lord has exposed us to, He wants us to have victory and dominion over them. First thing from our Anchor Bible in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 22, verse 22. We are made to understand that the lying spirit, voluntarily, for, for by itself or himself, requested that God should release him and he got permission from God. And if you read that scripture, then you will see how he manipulated the prophet and the prophesied lies. May that now be our portion in Jesus' name. How can we obtain victory over lying spirit? The first thing is be born again genuinely. The Bible says in the word of God, in the book of John, uh, John 3 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That scripture looks seemingly simple and it looks so common, but it's powerful. A lot of times, people repented, come to Christ, and declare being born again, but they are not in love of Christ. And so, because they don't have the love of Christ in them, they are vulnerable. They can easily anything without having a prick or a conscience or a guilt in their spirit. Because the love of Christ is not there. So when you say you are born again, make sure that you have the love of Christ. Another thing that we need to do is meditate upon the word of God. Let's open our Bible to the word, to, the, uh, to Psalm 119 verse 11. And I want someone to have Psalm 1, Psalm 1 verse 1 to 6 down. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 6. But right now, let's open to Psalm 119, verse 11. Psalm 119, verse 11. Psalm 119, verse 11. I read from here. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against it. You need to have the word of God meditate upon the word of God day and night. Let the word of God be centered in your hearts. Live in the knowledge of the word of God. The word of God that you meditate upon will guide your heart against lying, against lying spirit. The word of God will secure your life. Even when the enemy throws it at you, even when you are faced with a situation that the enemy wants you to take their option, which is lying. The word of God inside of you will remind you that no, I am not of the world. Though I'm not, I'm in this world, but I am not of the world. The love of Christ in me will not permit me to lie. Let the word of God be centered in you. Meditate upon the word of God. Pronounce it. Declare it. Say it out. Not putting it, hiding it somewhere in your mouth. Declare it. Let it be what proceed out of your mouth on on a daily basis. And that is another step to victory over lying spirit. What is in Psalm 1 verse 1 to 6? One verse one to six. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. For his light is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The Praise you. the Lord. The next thing is that don't sit, don't have unbeliever as your close ally, as your best friend. Anything that will make you go back to your old life should be left in the old realm, not in the new realm of Christ that you are. Don't sit in the seat of discomfort. Don't walk with evildoers. Don't make unbelievers your close part. Don't make them your friends, people that you have connection with, people that you can easily run to. No. You are in a new regime. And you should ask God in the place of prayer to connect you with people of like mind, people that are ever banned, people that have Christ as focus. Because your association determines what's accompanies you. And the conversation you have determines the product of your speech. Sometimes because you are working with unbelievers, they lie here and then you think it's a normal thing. No, it is not normal. And you, as child, as a child of God, you are not permitted. So another victory is let God choose your close friends, your friends for you. Make Jesus your number one friend. And for you that under the sound of my voice that you are married, God has already obtained a friend for you. Your spouse is your closest friend. If perhaps at work you need to have someone that you can actually run to, take it to God in prayer. He will show you who to run to. Don't make unbelievers. Don't sit with sinners and expect you to produce the fruit of truth. Don't sit with the children of the devil that their father is liars. and think that God will just make you and give you. No. Don't tempt God. And don't abuse the grace of God over your life. Another thing is that the fear of men, the fear of men, Many of us will fear men more than the way we fear God. One victory to lying spirit is that fear God more. God should be the number one person you fear. Because of what? He can kill both the spirit and the body and the soul. You fear what man can do to you. Forgetting what God has in stock for you. You look up to favor from men. Forgotten that you have the key that open all doors. You are seeking permission for your great possession from men. Forgotten about the God that originated you, all the, the things that he has in store for you. When you fear God, you have the overlying lying spirit. The fear of God will not make you to lie. The fear of God will not make you to pretend in order to obtain favor. The fear of God will make you to live a deceitful, free life. It will make you to do things in the fear and the reference for God Almighty. When we are talking about the fear of men, the fear of men made people to go extra mind in the realm of destruction. I don't want him to hate me. I don't want her to hate me. I don't want her to... I don't want to get I don't want to lose the favor I have obtained from her or him. Who told you is that man willingly that favor you? It is because God. God is with you, and He has promised you say, wheresoever the soul of your field shall tread upon, I will give it to you. That woman, that man, favor you, that man, that woman, like you in that place of work, because there is light in you. Don't think because you are doing it. And you are you are walking alone, you are meddling alone, you are catching fun with them. No. It's because there is something different about you. The favor of God is sitting right upon your head. So anyone that sees you, they have no option than to favor you. No, don't fear man, fear God. Another thing is that prayer and fasting is very important for you. The Lord established this in the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse twenty, and uh, Matthew chapter 17, verse 21. He said, our beds, all these things cannot come to fulfillment except with fasting and prayer. Because in the beginning, where we take our anchor scripture from, in the fourth, in first King chapter twenty-two, verse 22, the lying, lying is a spirit. And for any individual that have been under the captivity of lying spirit, they require fasting and prayer, a complete deliverance to be liberated. Fasting and prayer is another tool of victory overlying spirit. Because when you are fasting, you are denying the flesh what you love most. When you are fasting, you are lifting your spirit above your body. When you are fasting, you make yourself to become connected to the throne of God. When you are fasting, you are less, you don't speak too much. You don't get involved with ungodly activities. You want to make sure that that particular time you have set aside is well-productive for you in the presence of God. You receive what God wants for you. And I pray, even as we are starting our 14 days of power, you will not fast in vain in the name of Jesus. You will take it as an opportunity to elevate your stand in the realm of the Spirit with God in the name of Jesus. Another thing is walk in the spirit. Galatians 5, 16. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. If you are there, you can go ahead and read. And I want someone to have Psalm 141, verse 3 done because we are going to be praying shortly. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Thus I said, then walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill the loss of the flesh. Brethren, how to obtain victory over lying spirit, walk in the spirit. Because it's a spirit itself. But there are spirit that pass spirits. Just as it is in the realm of the physical, we have CEO, we have manager, we have branch manager, we also have head of department. The same way there is hierarchy in the spirit. If you give yourself the spirit of God, which is the overall spirit, the Bible says, for we are finally giving him a name that is above all names. That the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall burn. No demon can withstand the name of Jesus when it's coming from a righteous person. When you call that name, there is turbulence in the kingdom of hell. Walk in the spirit. Be disciplined. You have to discipline yourself. It requires discipline. You must make sure that you are disciplined. Mm -hmm. Discipline will make you to be conscious of what to say. You won't just be rushed to answer all men. Because in the process, you can lie. Many of us, we we fear faces. You look at people like this. You are waiting. Once they change their face, you want to dance towards that side so that they can smile at you. And so you become, you, you are, you, your words are so deceitful. And never will just fold their hand and say, Ha! Ah. Ah, ha! The mighty folly. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. You have to be disciplined. God has given you the spirit of truth. Maintain it by the help of the Holy Spirit itself. Study your environment in the realm of the spirit. And that is why you need to walk in the spirit in order for you to have victory. And be disciplined. And God will help us in the name of Jesus. Psalm 141, verse 3. Psalm 141, verse 3. If you are there, you can read. Psalm 141, verse 3. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips to keep me from speaking thoughtlessly. Amplified version. That is the word of God. You need to allow God to set a guide over your mouth. In, the, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, test all spirits, even if they are of God. Don't just think because something runs through your memory. Ping, that is the Holy spirit. No. Remember, lying is a spirit. And because it's a spirit, it could have access into your spirit's mind. And that is why you need to test all spirits. If you don't know what to do, speak in tongues. And the Lord will direct you. There is something, a lesson God taught me through my husband. For years I've known him. And for years, constantly, he has maintained the same standard with God. He's a man of few words. No matter how big that situation is, as you are saying it, you will never say anything. He will be looking at you like this. The one God has not asked him to say after you finish, he will tell you. For now, I don't have anything to tell you. When I first met him, I thought it's just being me. Well, little did I know that that is a channel God wants to taught me a lesson, another lesson in the spirit. And it's pay off. Because when you are quiet and gentle in spirit, the Holy Spirit can speak more and take you deeper. But when you are hasten in spirit, you can't receive anything from him. And finally, bind and cast. Cast out the spirit of lying if you observe it in your own life, you need to bond it and cast it out. If you observe it in the life of a brethren or family member, don't wait until you say, you're a liar, oh. you're a liar. Begin to cast it out. No. Cast it out. And redirect the mind of that person in the realm of the Spirit through the help of the Holy Spirit to begin to love the truth. There is victory in Christ, complete victory in Christ. And the same victory that God has given to us, we will continue to operate in it in the name of Jesus. We are going to be praying this morning. You are going to pray. Begin to thank God first. You will thank God. Say, Father, I thank you for victory you have given unto me. Thank you for giving me victory over lying spirits. Thank you for complete deliverance. Many of us are at work. Where are you? You are in the washroom or you say, I'm on my desk. How I begin to thank God for boldness to stand for the truth? Say, Father, I thank you for the spirit of truth that is in operation in my life. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for freedom in you. I thank you for liberating me from the chain of the spirit of lying. Lying is a spirit. And so he has some certain power. Don't overlook it. But don't be concerned more about what the power of lying has. Be concerned more about the power of God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Begin to thank him. Begin to worship him. You are going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, the victory you have given me in the place of saying the truth, I claim it over and over again. Keep me in truth. As I set out today, I will walk in the truth of your word. I refuse to fear man. I refuse to fear what man can do. By focusing focus my attention on fearing you, honoring you in the word that proceeds out of my mouth, in the thought of my heart, in my action and my motive. Begin to ask God. Begin to pray. And perhaps there is anyone under the sound of my voice this morning who Christ does not know you, who your name is not with him in the book of life, Who you don't even understand who we are talking about here. I want you to know we are talking about one and only one God. His name is Jesus. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to the world to die for us. And we have been given authority that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every situation must burn. This is the joy that you see in us. This is the power of salvation. I am inviting you this morning to this same God because he's always available to be your father. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning, I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this wonderful day you have made. I thank you because today is the day of salvation. I am sorry for all my past life. I am sorry for living a life of lies. I am sorry for living a life of deception. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Let my name be taken away from the book of death. And write my name in the book of life. I want to live for you. Let your spirit dwell in me. Help me to know you more. And help me to serve you till I see you in glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray in the name of Jesus for as many that have said this prayer. In whatever places they may be right now. Only those I commit them into your hands. I ask so Lord that you perfect the work of salvation. Your word that they have declared this morning will become alive and they will leave it to the fullness in the name of Jesus. Your word says, Whatsoever we committed into your hands, you are able to keep. Keep this one in you until Christ comes. In the mighty name of Jesus. Brethren, let's begin to thank Him. Let's begin to worship the name of the Lord. As the Lord, as you set out today, you will walk in truth. As you drive, as you go to your workplace, as you go to the mall, as you carry out your daily activities, that you will walk in truth. That the spirit of truth will dwell in you. That the victory the Lord has given you will not be taken away. That the power of Christ will give you on check. It will put you on check at all times. In the mighty name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We will not end up this prayer without committing our children unto the hands of God, even our youth. Children are always the heights of God. God loves children. You are going to pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus. The truth of your word that you have helped us to sow in the life of this one, then we live by it. Give them victory over lying spirit. Give them victory over deception. Many of our youth, they are full of deception. You will see them in church, they are holy and dumb. But if the Lord will take you to the realm of the spirit and expose their secret life, it's nothing to behold. Begin to ask God, say, Father, please, in your mercy, help our youth, help our teenagers to have victory in the place, oh Lord, to have victory over lying spirit. And to obtain favor in the place of prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father we thank you Lord. We worship you Lord. To you alone behold the glory. For in Jesus most precious name. We have prayed. I commit you into the hands of the Lord. I join my faith with the faith of the saints. And with the faith of my husband this morning. And by the anointing upon his head. This morning I hide myself under the authority of this same authority. Which is the authority of Christ. And I declare your way is perfect before the Lord. The Lord will deliver into your hand great and mighty testimony. Today we no hand until you receive your own portion of the testimony. In the name of Jesus. Amen.